You're listening to All Things Relax with Sandy D. Inspiring women to relax, rejuvenate, and find their inner zen. Here's your host, Sandy D. Hello and welcome to our show. I'm Sandy D. Today I'm doing a solo episode just to sort of wrap up the end of the year. Originally, I was just going to take a break, but I missed you all. Um, we have so many listeners around the globe, and I really enjoy when I see that people from all over are listening in. Anyway, today I'm going to start out by saying, um, last night I had a funny little question come up. So usually when I go to bed with my partner, we look up at the ceiling and For the last, I don't know, maybe two months or so, when we look up at the ceiling, we'll usually see like a ladybug or two that's kind of crawling along, limping along, sometimes flying on the ceiling. And we joke around and we say that each of those ladybugs um, is a manifestation of, you know, a million dollars or something like that. Anyway, last night when I looked up, I was like, huh, I don't see any ladybugs. What happened to them? And so G said something like, I think I saw something down under the table, the nightstand. Not sure if they're alive or dead or what. And so I just had that random thought, do ladybugs hibernate? Um, I just didn't know. And so we ended up, uh, we were about to go to sleep, but we ended up saying, let's Google that. And apparently ladybugs do hibernate, but I'm too chicken to go check in on those ladybugs under the nightstand to see what's really going on down there. Um, and then it's kind of funny, you know, how you do sort of like a word association or something along those lines after thinking, do ladybugs hibernate? Then immediately my brain was jumping to, you know, that book by, uh, it's a sci-fi book by Philip Dick. It's do androids dream of shape. Um, the money, the movie, sorry, the movie blade runner was based on that. And then immediately I'm like, my mind's jumping to that and it's going all over the place. Um, and speaking of blade runner, the very first time. I visited Japan. I flew into Osaka Kansai Airport and it was nighttime. And this is way back. It's like 1998 or so. Honestly, it felt like a scene from Blade Runner. It was just so, I can't describe it. You just have to do it. Anyway, speaking of books, yeah, and I am sort of hopping around, but you know, I just thought it'd be kind of fun to come on here and give some random musings at the end of the year. Um, Currently, I am reading this really great book, and it's called Where is Home? And it's a travel memoir of belonging, healing, and identity. And it's by Mary Juan. Um, Mary Juan was an international student from China. She's from Beijing originally. And I'm about halfway through it. She talks about um, immense, I guess, disappointment, maybe. I don't know. It's probably stronger than that. Um when her parents got a divorce, it was very hurtful to her. And she talks about how she heals through solo traveling. So she talks, it's a memoir of her travels around the world as she's coping with uh, and really grieving the loss of her, you know, former family life. And it's just absolutely fascinating. And you know, my day gig is international student advisor. So of course, anything that has to do with international students is going to um, pique my interest. But also, um, as someone whose uh, wanderlust has really, uh, with the past year, I'm just so itching to travel. So since really, I can't do that safely now, I'm not doing it. Um, 
it's kind of like, you know, your armchair <laughs> traveling, you know, living vicariously through this book. Um, when things get back to normal, I definitely would like to travel again. And it's kind of funny, speaking of travel, I did have my uh, 2021 astrology outlook um, uh, prepared by Tony at Jupiter's Planet because she's doing this great um, offer through the end of January if you use the code New Year. Uh, I think it's like 25% off of your reading. Anyway, it is fascinating. And it says in there sometime around September 2021, uh, looks like travel is in the cards for me. So I'm really hoping that is true. Uh, let's see what else did I want to tell you all about. Oh, I'm also reading another really interesting book. Um, it's a topic that I've always been interested in, but never really had a chance to dive into yet. And it's um, Chakra Healing. It's a beginner's guide to self-healing techniques that balance the chakras. It's by Margarita Alcantara probably not saying that right. My friend Paulette would probably be able to pronounce this way better than I can, but it's fascinating. And in um, the book, what I like the most is that it's got um, a whole list of like, I guess you would say symptoms. And then it tells you like, if you're experiencing this, then these are the chakras that might be um, oh, it's called common symptoms and ailments. So yeah, symptoms, um, which chakras might be out of alignment or need balancing. And so, for example, for myself, I'm still experiencing a lot of fatigue. You know, as I've probably shared before, I've got Hashimoto's and I'm, you know, getting on top of it, getting in shape for that and, you know, making sure that thyroid is better and healed. And, you know, speaking of working on the thyroid and Hashimoto's, I am in the middle of, a program that my friend Jen is running. It's called Glow. And it's really about being more mindful about what you're actually putting into your body and making sure that what you eat is actually supporting, for example, for my case, supporting the thyroid. But anyway, I looked over, I kind of skipped ahead in the book because <laughs> sometimes I, I, that's the way I sometimes read when it's a nonfiction book. I kind of skip around to read the parts I like. And under fatigue, it's saying that the chakras that are affected would be the solar plexus and also the crown. And it's talking about like specifically adrenal fatigue, which by the way, I have been a real procrastinator. Guess what? Back like early on COVID times when we switched over to remote, I actually finally took the time to order um, what it is I need to do, like an in-home lab test to do the Dutch testing, which uh, will test to see if you have adrenal fatigue. And I hate to confess, but for some reason, there's some mental block, maybe. <laughs> I have procrastinated and I still haven't done that lab work. And it's literally, I just have to, you know, over the course of, I think it's like two days or something. I think it's like you have to pee on a piece of paper or something and then dry it up and put it in a little plastic thing and ship those little pieces of paper taken at specific times throughout and have it sent off to a lab and evaluate um, hormone levels to see if you're suffering from adrenal fatigue. So yeah, I'm going to just put myself on the spot here and um, maybe check in with you at the beginning of the year to see that I finally catch up and do that. Um, but yeah, this uh, chakra book is really fascinating. So I'm still reading it and I'm kind of, of course, skipping around. But one of the interesting parts um, to me was at the beginning of the book where it kind of walks you through, you know, 
even just learning how to get in touch with your energy and how to feel your chakra. And here's one exercise. I'm going to read it from the book. Um, It's on page 15. It says, to get in touch with your energy, hold your hands one inch apart, palms facing each other. Get familiar with the warmth and energy exchange between your hands. And it says, our hands contain minor chakras. Separate your hands slightly, stretching out the energy between your palms. Now, it doesn't say this, but when it talks about stretching it out, I'm thinking like you're pulling taffy or something. Then bring them closer together again, condensing your energy. Repeat a few times, playing with the energy between the palm of your hands. Don't worry if you don't seem to feel anything at first. Relax, clear your mind, and continue the practice, remaining open and in tune with yourself. As you become more familiar with your energy, you will not only be able to notice the warmth of your hands, which will increase even when your hands are further apart, but also a slight energy charge between them. With time and patience, you'll be able to feel this charge more strongly, even when you separate your hands further apart. And then it talks, it goes further on, and it talks about how to feel one of the major chakras, and it's talking about how to feel your heart chakra. So to do that, they're saying, to feel your heart chakra, place both hands at the center of your chest. Take a slow, steady breath through your nose. Feel the warmth and inner glow underneath your hands. You are not only feeling your heartbeat or the coursing of your blood, but also the sensation of your heart chakra expanding. So anyway, I just wanted to share that with you. If you you don't have any experience and you're interested, I highly recommend the book. Again, it's Chakra Healing. It's the Beginner's Guide to Self-Healing Techniques that Balance the Chakras by Margarita Alcantara. Relax and refresh. Find your inner zen and reconnect with your inner self. Take time every day to discover who you really are. All Things Relax presents the Find Your Inner Zen Journal. Seven days of daily affirmations, inspiring quotes, and a space for you to reflect on your daily inner zen. Get your free download when you join our email list at allthingsrelax.com. Before I wrap up, um, there is something I really wanted to talk about um, wrapping up the year 2020. So I know it's been crazy. That would be a a huge understatement. And I know many people out there listening have probably gone through to hell and back. Um, But there's one person in particular I would like to send a shout out to, and she is my mom. My mom is an incredible fighter, and I've probably mentioned her on other episodes, but I just want to focus on her and say, How proud I am of my mama, (laughs) my mom, for beating the heck out of cancer. Right now, she is in remission from a very aggressive stage. I think it was stage 3C2 uterine cancer, which metastasized and was all over the place. She had to go through major surgery, which had to be delayed. It was supposed to be back in... I think it was June last, yeah, back in June. Um, 
June of 2019. This is when the saga started. It was started in 2019. June, I guess, 2019. And it got delayed because when she insisted on having her abdomen scanned, um, just because colon cancer runs in the family, her father, my grandfather had colon cancer. Normally, they would not have done that scan. But because as a woman, you know, it's really important to tune into your intuition. She fought for and got them to do this scan. And that scan revealed a pulmonary embolism. And literally, she was in like with the nurse doing some pre-op lab work. And all of a sudden, they got the phone call that the scan showed this pulmonary embolism and it was like, stop the presses. You are not getting surgery till this is under control. Because if they had done that surgery, literally she could have died on the operating table. Hate to think about that. But thanks to following her intuition, they found it. And there was a lot of, uh, I, I don't even know. I don't even have words for it. Let's just say a lot of emotions as far as my mom has always been very independent. And let me tell you. Knowing that if she hadn't had that scan done, what could have happened, uh, that scared the hell out of a lot of us, including herself. But she uh, worked it through. They gave her medication and got rid of that embolism. And uh, the next month was able to reschedule the surgery. My younger son and I went down for that. And again, we had another nightmare scare. <laughs> um, literally, she um, started hemorrhaging two days before the scheduled surgery. My son, to I have to I have to shout out how much I admire his courage. This kid is amazing. He just kept his cool. He wheeled my mom in the wheelchair and they said they told us rather than call an ambulance, they wanted me to drive my mom to the hospital, which was maybe, I don't know, five or ten minute drive away. And so my son helped me get my mom into the car, helped me get her into the hospital and thankfully her um, oncologist had it so that you know she was admitted directly we didn't have to wait around an emergency room forever and they were able to stabilize her her biggest fear honestly was would they say you can't get your surgery in two days because the longer she waited it was already delayed because of that embolism the longer it could have taken for the cancer to continue to metastasize and that's not good Anyway, I am happy to say my mom pulled through that surgery, and after that, she went through some pretty harrowing uh, chemotherapy, lost all her hair, um, but she had a really positive attitude about it. Um, I remember for Christmas uh, in 2019, going to visit her, and my kids just kind of you know, laughed, but not laughing at her, but with her about her do-rag, you know, and just, you know admiring her despite all that she was going through her positive outlook and her you know she was really tired but still just to see how happy she was to see her grandchildren um despite all the you know crap she was going through she was so happy to see her grandkids last uh christmas and then after christmas um she had a couple weeks hiatus between chemo and then radiation radiation was the real real tough part and with that radiation, she had some serious side effects and she ended up in the hospital in March as COVID was uh, hitting the fan. And so between March and April, while, you know, everybody's starting to get freaked out by what's going on with COVID, she's in the hospital, which was really freaking me out. Like, 
please, mom, don't catch COVID. And they actually tested her to make sure she didn't have it. And she didn't, thankfully. She So she pulled through a lot of shit, <laughs> let me tell you. And she pulled through and she is now in remission. So I just wanted to shout, have a shout out um, to my mom, whom I love dearly, and to say how proud I am of her for pulling through. She is a real trooper. And I have to say, um, it also reminded me very much of her father, my grandfather, of how stoic he was and how, you know, he uh, just says that his outlook when he was battling colon cancer. But anyway, um, to those of you who, you know, have lost loved ones during this past difficult year, my heart goes out to you. Um, and to those of you who know somebody who's pulled through COVID, and I, I know people out there, I'm not going to name names, um, who have really miraculously somehow survived and pulled through. I mean, I can tell you stories of miracles, but um, I am I am going to, for the privacy, refrain from talking about it. But there are some really special people out there. And let's see. Oh, and back to COVID again. I have another special shout out. I've got a lot of shout outs today, I guess. It's you know kind of reflecting on the end of the year. I have a cousin who is one of the co-principal investigators for the Moderna vaccine. I think I mentioned this in another episode, but I just want to say how proud I am to have family members who are on the front line. I've got other family members who are doctors, um, but this one in particular, um, Lindsay Baden, is one of the co-principal investigators for one of the vaccines. And I just want to say we've got some really talented people in the family who are out there and on the front lines, and I am so proud of them, and I'm so proud of, you know, anyone else out there who's been really at the front line, whether it's doctors or nurses or um, people in the grocery stores or even, you know, my children out there working at Target so that, you know, families can get their essentials or, you know, even their Christmas gifts, um, or the postal workers and all the delivery people. There are people who are risking their lives every day so that, you know, the world continues marching on. So, you know, I just wanted to end this on a happy note of gratitude and just say how grateful I am that even though I could not see my mom physically for Christmas this year, I was so grateful that I was able to spend time and actually hear her voice on the phone. So um, just want to wrap this up by saying I wish everybody a happy new year and... Who knows what we have in store for us for 2021, but um, I know my 2021 is going to be fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's that's about it. Um, so to 2021, Happy New Year. Bonane. Thank you again for listening. We appreciate your support. Ciao. You have been listening to All Things Relax with Sandy D. Inspiring women to relax, rejuvenate, and find their inner zen. We invite you to leave a comment and review our podcast. Check out our blog at allthingsrelax.com. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at allthingsrelax. Until next time.